<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. I'm your host, Jason Greenblatt. With tensions rising across the world, diplomacy is needed perhaps now more than ever. During my time as former White House Middle East envoy, and as one of the chief architects of peace between Israel and its Arab neighbors, I've had the chance to witness the power of diplomacy firsthand, and today, I would like to share that perspective with you. Shalom, salam, and welcome to The Diplomat. Today, I'm really pleased to be speaking with Nadmi Al-Nasser, CEO of NEOM. NEOM is this just incredible project on the Red Sea in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I heard about it first from the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Prince Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, it sort of took my breath away when I heard him describe the project over the course of multiple visits. And I wanted to get some more information on it, where they are, what they're doing, what their plans are. Really delighted that Nadmi Al Nasser, the CEO of Niam, joined me for this podcast. Here we go. Let's start with the name of this breathtaking project, Niam. Where does the name come from? What does it mean? And, and who thought of it? Well, uh, that's a good question, actually. I, um, when I joined Niam in 2018, the name is already there. And uh, I, the story is the following. They landed on four or five names, and the, the, the names, the list, uh, the number of names came down to four or five, uh, and the world needed of those five. And they, they came up with this because uh, it stands for two languages at least, which is the NEO. Which stands for the U in Greek, and M is the letter M in Arabic, which is the first letter of the word Mustaqbal in Arabic, which stands for future. So they love that one because it has more than just two dimensions, if not more. It's a Greek uh, name, it means new in English. And that last M, letter M, Arabic. So they, everybody endorsed it because it gives different directions and meaning for the three. It takes us back to the past, to the Greek, and to the civilization, civilization at that time. And a new, is a new in English, and that is meant to be the new land. And you may be uh, you may be remembering, or I can say to you, the Neom vision statement. It basically says, "This is the land of the future." The first statement in the vision. So collectively, everybody, uh, you know, scored high on this name, and then they 
basically choose it. This this was not as easy as I made it sound. This were days of workshop, and everybody led by his own highest took this very very serious because early in the journey of Neom, everybody appreciated that the name is going to be part of the story, if not the beginning of the story of Neom. Thank you. So I was fortunate to hear from His Royal Highness the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman all about the project back in 2017 and 2018. I saw the land, the sea, the jaw-dropping beauty, the emptiness, the potential, and uh, I walked away with a sense of amazement. Now here we are in 2022. How much progress has happened? You said you joined in 2018. How much progress have you managed to achieve um, over the years? Because the project is just this massive, massive, beautiful project. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking this question too, because I like to tell the story of the last four years, <laughs> because it was not just a, you know, busy doing so many things for sure. When the vision was announced in uh, October 2017 in FII, which is almost five years, the vision was, as you said, rightly so, extremely impressive, extremely touching when you read the vision statement and the name, of course. Uh, the team, this is when I yeah, joined, the team basically big mission was to deliver, as you would uh, expect. But it is delivering a complete country with its own economy, with its own law and regulations, with its own authority model, with its own financial model. So it's like a, it's like starting building a country from zero. It's great because it's from zero, because there's no legacy you know, to, to worry about. But it's also starting from zero, it's uh, scary, because you want to make sure you do this right and you deliver the vision right. So that's where we started from, the vision. So what did we do from 2018? We focused on uh, putting the strategies for every sector we identified in NEOM that will be a block of this economy and a block of its economic model and future model. We identified 16 economic sectors, examples energy, water, food, media, fashion, sports, health and well-being, tourism, industry, all of that. Together, we thought of them collectively will create the economy of new. But that was not enough. That was maybe the easiest part. We had to put together a strategy for each sector. And we really decided, led by His Royal Highness, that we do that part as perfect as possible. Because if you go with the wrong strategy, it's not, it, it is a big regret later on. 
We decided to take the time to do it right, to do it perfect. And whatever we do later on in execution, we can go fast. Because it's easier to go fast with a good plan and a beautiful strategy. So 2018 and 2019, half of 2020, we were busy doing strategies. And people always question me, they said, two, two and a half years to just basically put a strategy. And uh, yes, and this is a big yes. And I, I don't know, we haven't met before. To me, it was a big, big challenge because I am not well known for being patient person. Uh, you know, I, I like to move things, but we all decided let's do it right because the rest is much easier. So to make a long story short, in October of 2020, after, after attracting the best sector heads talents in the world, from all over the world, because every sector you will really need to bring to hit that sector, one of the goals of that area. We were fortunate, we were actually blessed, and I am very, very uh, thankful to the help of everybody that uh, reached us to these talents from the US all the way to China. I mean, from all over the world. And just attracting, bringing them on board is a big task, but we did it also with patience. Uh, and we did not want to run and kick up the strategies, uh, me with three clerks surrounded by 2,000 consultants. But that is the wrong way to put a strategy. So we had to fight for getting the, the right talents, and then we kicked off the strategy. October 2020, we were ready to present all these strategies to the board, to the chairman of the board. And it was three days, three nights, almost continuous. And we went strategy by strategy. We were pushed, we were challenged. Uh, we learned a lot from that session, but uh, the board was satisfied with the majority of the sector strategies and the rest, and the third day of that three days journey, we announced the approval of our 16 strategies. And that was the day we started execution. We have sectors, we have the business model, we have the strategy for each, and we were working on the plan of execution. And since that day, we all moved to new, the whole company. I told my team, we have no business in Riyadh if we are serious about building new. Either we are here to create this or, or we don't fit the new vision. And we have been here since then. Uh, today we have 1,800 employees all living here with their kids because we opened the school. We have a community of 3,500 people coming from 72 countries, all living here with their families and kids working day and night. So I will stop here because there are stories about the last three years.
But that's, I, I hope you get a feel for what did we do over the last three years. If you come today, you will notice the land is changing per day. We have 40,000 labor outside doing all the construction work for the areas that we have approved. That 40,000 is going to move a year, a year from today to 100,000 labels. By mid-26, we will have 450,000 labor peak. So that's our journey to the construction and execution, which hopefully we will end uh, phase one in uh, late 2026. I need to stop here because I... If you don't stop me, I would not stop. So. so, you know, it's funny hearing you speak. It sounds like you gave remote work a totally new definition, which is to bring people to this remote place, a huge number of people to this remote place, to make sure that it's get, it gets built according to this strategy. And we love it. I've actually heard that you're focusing on health, happiness, and even using time more wisely. So in today's world, that's very foreign to so many people. You know, we are not as healthy as we should be, many of us. We don't use our time well, many of us. We're more stressed. What type of life do you envision people who are living here when the project is completed that will allow them to take advantage of these pillars of use of time, health, and, uh, and happiness? Another good question. The problem is I will spend another 10 minutes answering this question. So stop me well, the way we thought of health, we really looked at more than one dimension. And we combined. So we looked at health. We did not want to separate those two, although these are two separate sectors. And that drove the design and the model of livability and urban planning in New York. And I hear I would touch on the line. So when the line idea came up, it was big time driven from these two sectors, not only these two, but mainly driven from this, because we said we need to create livability that's based on walking to any place you need to go to walk for, Within five to 10 minutes, you don't need cars. You don't need any type of transportation. So the community we are, we, we are living within today, which is temporary, if you are to visit with us, there are no cars at all, zero. We don't allow cars in our communities. We walk two minutes, five minutes, seven minutes maximum. Uh, you will see a lot of, uh, you will see scooters by kids, by parents, by everybody. That's the, the only thing you will see moving. So our urban planning and our livability that we are designing for is all driven from how can we make sure residents are healthy because there will be no cars in Neom the line, which will house 92% of all people living in Neom. There will not be a single car driven in that area. 
there will be designs that will provide to everyone living there five to eight minutes to be anywhere he needs or she needs to do their own day life. Five minutes to the nature from any place on the line. So you are in the nature, but you are, you are living there. And, and then, so this was the integration we mixed by the sports and the health and well-being. In the uh, regions outside the line, in the tourists, we are building uh, well-being uh, on the islands and on the mountains that will attract people to come and visit and spend weeks. Like, like people go to Switzerland and the Alps to spend time to, you know, relieve. And we are building this, but, the, but our way, in the weather of you and in the environment of you. There is another focus in the health and well-being, and here I will maybe end and stop. We also decided to put attention or focus on two or three challenging diseases in our areas that is affecting health in Saudi Arabia and the GCC, which is diabetes. And you know, it's, it's our biggest challenge in this region and in the Middle East. And we are putting and, and designing and working with leading sectors in Europe, uh, how we can kick off this institution to address this uh, disease that is really spreading all around, which is basically caused by their own uh, food system, eating system, and very little sports. So that's how we have combined all of this together. And you mentioned nature. So many people have a misconception about Saudi Arabia's topography, weather, uh, nature generally. What kind of nature can people expect to see in Neom? Okay, uh, nature in, in Neom, I will maybe split it into four categories or four zones, and then I will explain. Starting from the sea, you have seen that sea, I assume, right? Yes, beautiful. Exactly. It is the most pristine sea I have ever seen in my life. And I have been all over the world, from, uh, from San Francisco all the way to Japan and China and everywhere. Uh, it is 450 kilometers, 300 miles of pristine. I don't know if you see the slides, but uh, that's, do you see the slides? We do, yes. Okay, so that's one part on the west side. If you go east, you will get the mountain. And what you see here is part of the mountain that go up to 26, 2800 meter. Uh, and it is, we have a three month uh, snowing, snow season on the mountain that is, uh, has encouraged us to establish, that's what you see there, establish a skiing resorts for skiing. So that's the second geography. The third 
is what we call the desert part. If I can show you how it looks, this one. That's what we call desert in Neo. And if you look at it, you look at the mix of the mountains and the red sand, you don't see such a blend in too many places on Earth. This is a destination by itself for people camping and spending days and nights. And this is a view from that desert I'll show you at night. All you see there are thousands of stars. And you, you cannot see such a thing at night anywhere, anymore in the, on land. And, and the last part is the, the, uh, the blend of the sea and the desert. So that's the geography and the demography of, uh, of Neom. And that's what makes it a very unique land. Very unique land. It has, in, basically, you could swim at nine o'clock on the sea. And then in 20 minutes, you are up in the mountain. And 20 minutes later, you are down in the desert. It reminds me of Los Angeles in California, where you can ski and swim and, and go anywhere, except Neom uh, is just uh, virgin land, untouched. And that's why we are here to protect it. Maybe it'll be difficult for you to answer this next question because there's so many amazing things here. But what would you say is your favorite part of the project? I really have to say, and I, I'm not running away from answering this question. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. I, I can tell you my daily program. However, however, the one thing that touches my heart every day and I just enjoy it, is the blend and the, and the mix of 70-something nationalities. And I don't know how many religions, and I don't know how many beliefs, I don't know how many. All of this blended in one big community. When I see a little Japanese kid mixing up with a... a, a and uh, his age, his Saudi girl, walking to the school. And there, uh, to me, this is the most touching feeling. You know, I, 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 I go and see these things and I just forget all the pressure because we're basically building the future for a blend of all nature and all people. This doesn't raised from my mind and from my heart. Very, very special. Last question. When do you think the public will be able to come actually see and experience? I mean, when do you envision starting to open some of the areas, given how large the project is? Yes. Well, people visit with us now, and they come here to see where we stand, the progress, Many business people, contractors, construction, that is happening. But when can people come here to enjoy new and see what's happening? That will be early to mid-2024. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing the vision. Thank you 
for sharing what touches your heart. Unfortunately, it sounds like we'll have to wait till 2024 or so before we get to experience it live. Uh, although I hope to come sooner than that. So thank you again. Thank you for the opportunity. And it's just uh, the world is here together to build the future of the world. So folks, I hope you enjoyed Nadmi Al Nasser, the CEO of Neom. Really just some fascinating things that are going on there. A monumental task, beautiful scenery. Sounds like it's gonna be an incredible place to live and visit. I'm gonna do some more research on it. I'm gonna to continue to follow the project. Really, really interesting stuff. Thanks a lot for listening. And let me remind you that my book is coming out in just four weeks, July 19th. I'm so excited, and to the extent you want to learn more about the Middle East, Israel, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, the Gulf countries, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, the Israeli-Arab conflict, the Abraham Accords, this is the time to listen. The Middle East is playing more and more of a prominent role in the world. For so many good things, it's a complicated region. I encourage you to go to Amazon and pre-order the book. It's called In the Path of Abraham. Or you can visit inthepathofabraham.com and order it from there. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jason Greenblatt. This is The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek.